Hey, welcome back to Tiger Talk tonight on this Wednesday. I appreciate you joining us as we turn our attention to a boys basketball. Nevada Tiger and basketball coach Sean Gray. The Tigers with two games for the last week, going one and one during that time. Both of them in Big 8 West play. In fact, their first two games of uh, Big 8 West play. They've got four to go and now set one and one in conference play. But now at eight and five overall after the win last night at home uh, against the Seneca Indians. So we'll, we'll take a chronological. Let's go ahead and go back to the to the tough one first. And we'll get we'll finish on the, the, the better one uh, last night, but uh, certainly anticipated a heck of a ball game against the East Newton Patriots. 74-62, the final East Newton wins it. For three quarters, it was a good contested ball game. Unfortunately for you, uh, the first quarter was not. Uh, where they outscored you 29-13, and well, that's a tough hill to climb. It is, Mike, and that, when we look back at the stats, I think uh, they missed maybe one or – actually, I think they ended up missing either two or three shots in the first quarter. Uh, and a lot of that was unfortunately – breakdowns on our end just the first play of the game we let their best player face cut right through the lane catch for a layup um, a couple possessions later we've walked through switching the screen in the corner we don't switch it again wide open three and and you know good teams are going to find a way to score but you have to you have to take care of what you can take care of and make them score some tough ones mm-hmm. and and unfortunately it, it came all too easy and then once you get on a roll, now the tough ones start to go in as well. And then at the other end of the floor, when we when we did watch the film, as poor as we were defensively, offensively, we did some good things. We got a wide open three early from Logan Applegate that just just missed. We got Lane McNeely, a, a little four or five footer in the middle of the paint that just missed. And and those are things that if you're playing good solid defense, you can overcome some of those. You know, the ball just not falling for you at the offensive end. Uh, unfortunately, uh, we did not play good enough defense, and it uh, just put us in too big of a hole. Well, Connor Killian is certainly quite a player. 13 of those 29 points in the first quarter for East Newton, including three trays, and uh, we talked about him off in last week's show, and uh, you mentioned he's headed to the Naval Academy, or at least uh, they think he may be going that way. Obviously, uh, a premier player in southwest Missouri. He is. He, he's actually talked about now where he may just focus on uh, academics and may not play mm-hmm. collegiately, but he does have that offer uh, from from the Naval Academy, and uh, he's he's a really good player. He plays in the same, uh, not on the same team, but in the same uh, AU program that Logan Applegate plays in in Springfield. Uh, they're they're familiar with each other, but he's elevated his game. He, he's much more confident, has a lot more aggressiveness on the offensive end than we've seen from him the past two years, and his shooting range I think surprised us a little bit. We knew that he wanted to shoot the three, but. Uh, made a couple from a little farther out maybe than we thought he was comfortable uh, and, shooting it from. And Kelly, you know, obviously the player of his ability, may have one of those breakout quarters. Was was more of the damage done by the fact that Lucas Kimbrough gets seven with a three, Kelton Sorrell with five with, with a three. They had five trays in the first quarter. Was, I mean, if you could uh, at least deal with Killian and contain everybody else, uh, probably have a better outcome. Yeah, absolutely. And, it, and again, just the frustrating thing for us was is it wasn't that we were defending well and they were hitting tough shots. It was – I'd say at least half, if not more than half of those points came off of breakdowns defensively where we just simply did not do our job. And uh, we we spent quite a bit of time Monday uh, watching that first half and, and especially that first quarter, um, just talking, you know, taking some personal accountability on, you know, this is was not good enough and it has to be better against, especially against high quality opponents. Because East Newton's a heck of a ball club, and again, like like you said, multiple guys hurt us, and that's the thing—they've got multiple guys that will hurt you if you're not locked in defensively. 
Tough night for some of your guys. There's no doubt we've talked about that in the past. It's a, basketball's an emotional game, and maybe more emotional for others sometimes. And uh, uh, it was a night where things didn't appear to be going Nevada's way. And uh, did that get did that get in the mindset a little bit? It sure did. And and you know this we this is all about way more than basketball. And you, and you want you want your program to be known for a few things, but you want young men to leave the program knowing that. In the game of basketball and then in life in general, you want to really have a focus on the things that you can control and, and then put your nose to the grindstone and work as hard as you can at those things. We, we don't have much control over when the whistle does and doesn't blow. Uh, we don't have much control over what the guy across from us is saying as far as trash talk or anything like that goes, cheap shots, etc. We can control our reaction to those things. We can control our attitude and our mentality and our approach. And what what I've come to notice over the years, Mike, and, and and I bet you've seen the same thing, is when young men start to focus on those other things that they can't control, a lot of times uh, their productivity on the basketball mm-hmm. court seems to wane a little bit. And I think that was the case for multiple guys, and that that's on uh, that's on all of us. That's on the coaching staff as well to make sure that's nipped in the bud, that that is not something that rears its head again in future high intense. Uh, situations in some big ball games down in the future well so we're some positives out of the game logan applegate 33 points uh tried to get some things going in the fourth quarter scored the bulk of that 18 at the end of the third is up at 33 and ben hines good night scoring had 14 points in the ball game uh, logan certainly is capable of the 33 on any given night i think that's the second or third highest total of the of the season but uh for ben hines to get those 14 two or three for the free throw line good positive night for him it was he ben keeps getting better and better and uh, you know, Ben knows that there are certain nights, depending on how the defense is guarding us and 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 what's going on schematically, there will be nights when we'll need him to, to score double figures, and then there will be other nights when uh, maybe it's going to be more of a perimeter-oriented ball game. But he consistently crashes the glass on the offensive end, and again, some nights you're going to get four or five offensive rebounds and be able to stick those in, and some nights the ball just won't bounce your way. But we love his aggressiveness on the offensive glass, and then. Also, his dedication to continue to improve at both ends of the floor, just just being more comfortable. And and uh, we'll talk about this in a little bit, but then we saw some more improvement last night, which didn't show up in the scoring column, but but his passing ability as well. So he keeps getting better, and uh, we, we were glad to see that out of him. All right, so let's turn to uh, last night's game. You took on the Seneca Indians, 62-28. Team obviously struggling this season. Half the roster is made up of freshmen uh, this year. Uh, so very young basketball team. Uh, certainly favored on paper going into that game. But what we did see, I think, even though you were favored, was certainly a pretty intense focus at the beginning of the ballgame to make sure you, you took them out of it early. Yeah, absolutely. You, you want to make sure you do not play down to the level of your competition when you are favored, like you said, Mike. And uh, we talked a lot about in pregame, we're playing against the Nevada Tigers tonight. Well, we're playing against that guy across from us, that guy you see in the mirror. And, and if we have that approach and if we and if we don't play down, we can use this as an opportunity to improve in some areas. And and we were really pleased that, that we came out and, and uh, had the right approach and, and played with intensity and some poise uh, throughout that first half. Well, the McNeely Twins, we had tough nights last Friday, certainly rebounded last night. Uh, Lane was 16, Logan with 11. Lane had nine in the first quarter of play, and uh, good to see him get that scoring effort. Uh, he hasn't had – he's had, hadn't had the big scoring nights this season, but he certainly did last night. He took advantage of the opportunity. Yeah, those guys are big for us, and, and, and they know that 
that to win some big ball games down down the road here, down the stretch, we'll need one or both of them to, to step up at, at given times. And Lane's a good attacker of the basket, and he's also a good shooter. He's been in a little funk here and there uh, with his shooting ability, but we've really emphasized in practice, if you have an open shot, we need you to shoot that. We need you to make it. And then he's gotten a lot of confidence with his ability to drive the basketball, and, and we saw both of those things in the first half. Good defensive night last night. He forced uh, 19 turnovers, had 20 deflections, 17 steals. And, and last night's game certainly had Seneca rattled, but a uh, uh, good defensive night. Obviously, 28 points speaks for that. Yeah, it, that's a product of a couple of things. Mike, you talked about how young Seneca is, and mm-hmm. Seneca's a well-coached program. Coach King's been there a long time, and this is just – a young, young group that is just going to struggle against physical athletic pressure. Uh, we knew that going in, and, and that's something we've continued to work on some of our pressures. Uh, you saw a lot of a, of, a, of a 2-2-1 press out of us last night, and then in the half court, uh, we extended our 3-2 zone a little bit. And Those are things we want to continue to get better at and use as tools down the stretch of the season. I mean, I don't think you want to consistently do the exact same thing from start to finish in a season, and you want some of your opponents, you want to throw some new stuff at them come middle of January into February. And uh, We were able to really get a lot of work on our press and on our zone defense last night. Case Anderson comes off the bench to get a dozen uh, last night, and uh, they weren't uh, they weren't mop-up points. Uh, he scored throughout the night and really seen him be very productive around the basket. He's got a really good touch around the basket, and we've talked about how being left-handed – I think sometimes is an advantage around the basket because you get to some angles that defensively you're not used to trying to take away. But he can score with both hands. Uh, he can use the glass. Uh, he's he's got a good good feel with his feet, how to pivot, and then uses fakes well also. And probably undersized. I mean, I I'd, I'd say he's six two in the post, mm-hmm. but at six two gets a lot done and plays really bigger than he is. So. Uh, conditioning is the only thing with him right now I mean missing mm-hmm. that early part of the season when you really get those legs under you uh was was kind of a setback from a conditioning standpoint but as his condition continues to get better and better I think his productivity and the minutes that he's able to be in the game will continue to go up Evan Ray with eight points and Eli Cheney had six last night you know not huge nights but for two guys who are pretty well just role players at this point and again they each had six in that second quarter so the game was not put away yet they came in got point production how important is that going forward to give them confidence to get in the scoring column it's very important and and Evan I think maybe tied with Ben to lead us in assists Eli led us in rebounds three offensive rebounds I mean those guys need to understand that when they come in and just play all out, play as hard as they can play, and, and play in such a way that, you know, they know they're not going to play 30 minutes a night. You know, it may be 12, 15, maybe 20 minutes. So there's no reason to leave anything in the tank and try to pace yourself. And we saw both those guys really play that way and be productive, and that's big for us. Well, Nevada sitting on one and one in conference play, now eight and five overall after the victory last night. As we mentioned uh, on post game after the East Newton game, well, all you can do right now is just win the rest of them and see what East Newton does and uh, see if you have a shot at a tie. Well, you won't have a tiebreaker, but uh, at least uh, get a couple, of, a little bit of help from a couple of people down the road. You never know. Yeah, and and if if you do get to a situation, and especially in a quarantine year, you never know. No, you do not ever know. And, you know, maybe it's a situation where you end up with a three way tie. Maybe, let's say, a Lamar is able to beat Anise Newton, and then we're able to beat Lamar, and and then which that almost happened last year, and then Lamar I think lost a game. We weren't. I think maybe they lost to Casville. Yeah, exactly. We were not expecting that. So, I think we've got to again, like you said, control what we can control, win the rest of the games. If a three-way tie happens, obviously we'll just we'll see what comes out of that. But 
Uh, this group, we look up on in the wall and win Jim some, and, and there for our first few years, you know, there had been nothing put in, up on the wall in, in a long time since I think 2000, and then, you know, now what we're looking at is there hasn't been a district title hung on the wall for the boys program since 1998, and and when you're talking about that kind of a drought, um, it would be very very special to be able to do that, and and I think that's where the focus is now, and and that doesn't mean that the rest of these games in the conference don't matter because those have to be games where we play to our potential and we continue to get better because we've got to get better uh, if we want to achieve that later in the year. Yeah, and three games to, to, to do exactly that. Uh, coming this week, the opportunity to get better because three quality opponents are coming up now for Nevada in the Frontenac Shootout. Of course, if you follow Nevada basketball, you know this is normally a, an eight-team tournament which brings in normally four area teams and four teams from outside the area. Well, this year, because of COVID, it's just four local teams, but Four good teams on the boys' side of the bracket, Nevada, Frontenac, Fort Scott, and Webb City in uh, three days. Uh, and it starts tomorrow for Nevada on the boys' side at 8.30 tomorrow night when they take on the host team, the, the Frontenac Raiders. And uh, so let's break them down one by one uh, on a little synopsis here because it is round robin. We're never going to play everybody. So let's talk about the Raiders. And, uh, and again, here's a team that's got a, got a very nice player. Tell us about him and the rest of their squad. Yeah, the Fudge kid, 6'8". Uh, just super athletic. I mean, he's going to be pro- the. We've seen the guys from Bishop Miege. I mean, that's just a whole different story. Yeah. But as far as true post players go, I mean, he'll be one of the very best that we've seen. And I've even seen him on film knock down a three. That that now that's not what he wants to do necessarily, but he has that capability. We'll have to keep him off the glass and just take away his easy buckets. If if we make him sh- score some tough ones, that'll be good for us. And Frontenac's a program that you know athletically they have success in all of their boys sports their football team baseball team always really good just have a lot of athletes in the first quarter of their game against Gerard in a game where they trailed uh, played either 11 or 12 kids in that first quarter they've got a lot of athletes they're going to run a lot of bodies at you Um, it's going to be a true road game in their home gym and 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 they're a good good ball club they were missing some kids early they've gotten everyone back and, and they've won their last two games in pretty impressive fashion so that's going to be a tough one um Fort Scott on mm-hmm. on Friday at four o'clock. Yep, Friday at four o'clock. The boys' game is first Friday. That's a much improved ball club, Mike. Uh, new coach, new system. Coach Heffern's taking over, and uh, you know Jared Brown, that teaches at the high school. His son plays mm-hmm. on that team, and he's he's one of their better players. They play almost exclusively zone defense, and they've bought into kind of you know you look at the collegiate level of Syracuse. It's a, just a zone team. They've bought into that mantra of being a zone team. They beat a Pittsburgh team. I talked to the Pittsburgh coaches, and they said Fort Scott just packed it in, dared you to beat them from the perimeter. I think Pittsburgh shot three of 20 from the three-point line. And, and they got Javon Grant who can beat you from the perimeter. Exactly. So, <laughs> uh, you know, that will be a challenge. And that, that's a that's a, a team that's that, that beat a Pittsburgh team that we also beat. But uh, they're, they're a high-quality ball club. And then uh, we know about Web City and what mm-hmm. kind of game that will be on Saturday. But in order for that to be the type of game we want it to be and have the atmosphere we want it to have – we need to take care of business Thursday and Friday, and and uh, you cannot show up and and uh, just go through the motions. I mean, we will have to play well against Frontenac, play well against Fort Scott to be two and zero going into Saturday. Yeah, that's the thing about this year's tournament. Normally, you would have an eighteen bracket, and you probably highly seated and. Not that you can cruise or any game, but you would have uh, opponents that maybe are not quite up to snuff and uh, kind of make your way through the tournament. Uh, this one, uh, you got to lace them up every day. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, Mike. And, and I think anyone can beat anyone in this. I think Web City's 
probably the mm-hmm. favorite out of this bunch with with the with the athleticism and talent and the track record that they have to this point. But uh, it should it should be really fun, and I, I'm I'm really looking forward to 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 our games and and watching uh, everybody play one another. Yeah, I don't want to get three games ahead of you here, but since we have played Web City, you saw them down at the Comiskey Classic in Joplin. Any thoughts of what you might want to try to do anything differently than the second time around here? And because it, it is an important game for districts, you need to get that split right now to have a chance at the number one seed. Absolutely, Mike. Looking back on that game, they got a lot of points at the free throw line, and they got a lot of catch and shoot three balls from role players because we couldn't contain the dribble and we had to help. So when 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 their playmakers have the ball in their hand, understand that they might score, but don't bail them out and send them to the free throw mm-hmm. line, and then don't get blown by to where we have to help off. And now their role players who are four, five, six, seven point a game guys are now getting – 12, 15, 20 points a game because we're just leaving them wide, wide open. So uh, containing the dribble, containing playmakers without fouling, uh, maybe understanding they might get 12 or 14 points, but uh, just not let, letting them hurt you in those other areas I think will be big. That game against Web City will be at 2.30 on Saturday. Again, at the all the games are being played at the new gym. Again, if you've been to this tournament, you know they have the old gym and the new gym. Uh, the old gym will be shuttered. It'll be all in the new gym on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And, of course, we'll be there for all the coverage, which is uh, ultra important this year because, if you're not familiar, Candace has much more restrictions, uh, more restrictive, I should say, than Missouri, depending on where you go. Uh, again, it's uh, two parents or guardians only when you go over to Candace. So it's going to be pretty light in the stands. And uh, so we'll have the coverage. Well, it's a, obviously a little different atmosphere. But uh, uh, I'm sure once the game tips off, you really don't pay much attention to what's in the background anyway. Yeah, exactly. And th- that gym – whole it gets noisy in there so you know you think about a a a 12 team roster managers coaches have some you know you're you're looking at maybe 30 to 35 people per team I mean that you're looking at 70 to 80 uh uh possibly able to bring cheerleaders and maybe and you're limited to 12 on your roster too right exactly so and then may still some question about if if cheerleaders are able to go and have their attendees but uh regardless these our guys know. I mean, they actually brought up in the locker room last night that we're the two-time defending champions over here, and and uh, you know we weren't not able to get the job done in, in the Carthage tournament and defend that title. So this group of seniors, especially, they they want to go over there and and do what the the previous two groups have done and and, and win this thing. So uh, I, I think regardless of attendance, I think uh, it'll it'll be some high quality basketball, and and uh, we'll we'll bring a lot of energy and eat before you get there. No concessions and no outside drinks or or food allowed. Again, uh, at least until the 28th of January, those are the restrictions uh, statewide in the state of Kansas. We ran into that when the girls played over at Pittsburgh earlier in the season. Boy, it's such a different atmosphere when it's parents only. (laughs) It really is. You know, we're fortunate here in Nevada to be a little more liberal, I guess, with it. And uh, uh, and we saw that against East New, which too bad on that because they would have been packed for Mm -hmm. that game. I could could tell that just from our video numbers on the streaming numbers that night which were about four times higher than normal for a basketball broadcast. So uh, so a lot of people were interested in that one. But, yeah, that's a different atmosphere when it's parents only. And hopefully we're not going to have to talk about that much longer. Yeah, I hope you're right, Mike. And, you know, some people complain about – I don't know, complain, but just, you know, are disappointed that we mm-hmm. have some of the restrictions that we have because oh, maybe, yeah. maybe you go to some other places and it's not as restrictive here in Missouri. But, I mean, just – Right across yeah. the state line. I mean, it, it could be worse. Yeah, and they and, had to fight for get. To, they had to fight just to get the parents in there. Yeah, yeah. So, so we just want to take every game and consider it a blessing, and uh, 
and uh, make the best of it. And that's sure what we're going to do uh, this weekend. I shouldn't have used the word fight in this political climate we're in right now. They had to, <laughs> they had to argue to get to, to get the to get those parents in there. So uh, they were able to do that. Unfortunately, we'll be able to take advantage of that as well. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Not the same front next shootout, but still going to be a great basketball tournament. We look forward to it. And uh, after a hectic week, I'm sure you'll be looking forward to a little time at the gym early next week. No game until a week from Friday after this week. Yeah, this is a busy week for us, always is. And our guys always rise to the challenge of, three games in three days and, and, and maybe having some tired legs and, and they really dig deep. And then it's, it's nice for the week after to be a, a little bit lighter because we love practice because practice is really where you're able to, to get better. So, uh, uh, going to be kind of a good setup for us, and then uh, and we'll enjoy the rest next week. All right. Well, we wish you the best of luck over the next three days. We'll be there with you, so uh, good luck. We'll see you down front, Nick. All right. Thanks, Mike. As Tiger Head Coach Sean Gray, we come back. We'll talk uh, administration with Nevada High School Athletic Director John McNeely. We'll talk a lot about a lot of things COVID-19 related and about the upcoming spring sports season as well after this timeout on Tiger Talk. 